Hello and welcome to the Winging It podcast episode 5 to travel solo or not. Thanks to some previous guests who come on, Rachel and Adam, for providing their insights into their travel history and their stories. It's been uh, great to hear those and get those on record and get them out there. And there's been some great reactions to some of the stories and I can't wait to get more from other guests lined up the next coming weeks or months and we've got some pretty cool people coming on so stay tuned for that today's is just me by myself james and i'm going to talk about whether you should travel solo or not and the bulk of it is going to be giving you my experiences from doing solo traveling to traveling with a friend or group of friends and also traveling with a partner they all have their pros and cons um, but one thing that f- we find that stops people is um, if there's no one to go with and traveling solo can be quite daunting. So hopefully I can um, allay those fears and get you out there. Thank you for all the downloads. Um, I think I'm approaching 300 and I can't believe that many people have actually downloaded and listened to these podcasts. It's pretty humbling and I hope I can create more content for you to keep interested Um it's going to get better in terms of how how can I get where professional it gets. There's going to be some um, theme tunes coming along. Um, I'm going to do some editing and um, probably link it to my YouTube channel, um, which I've just started. So uh, look out for that first post on there. And um, yeah, it's pretty exciting times. Um, I've got lots of ideas and plans and hopefully we can get those to you as soon as possible. So traveling solo um it's daunting i hear you um i also appreciate that traveling solo as a female and male is completely different um but i've got some feedback from some female solo travelers about their experiences in different countries and also i can provide you with my experience traveling solo in south america and the caribbean this is something that i've been asked to do so i felt like Let's have a bit of a stopgap from guests and they'll be coming on next two weeks um, with my own little one here. And yeah, it's something that some people want me to talk about and provide some experiences and some advice. And hopefully I can advise you um, pretty well to get out there next year when COVID disappears. And also, yeah, you know, like it shouldn't really stop you. Um, You can learn a lot. Um, There's only positivity from traveling solo and there's so many options. So let's get straight to it traveling solo so i have personally traveled solo in 2014 um, when i was in south america so i initially started my trip at the world cup with some friends and then i was traveling south america through the caribbean up to bits of north america with my friend lewis Um, unfortunately lewis had some problems with converting his travel budget from china where he lived at the time to actual money in other countries it's they're a bit funny about taking money out of their countries so he couldn't go to certain places which required me to go on my own which was absolutely fine and then unfortunately had to fly home early um when i was in the uh, must have been the caribbean um he had to fly back to to norwich so i had to plan ahead on my own and i sort of took it in my stride so the countries that i actually traveled solo in were bolivia or bits of bolivia um bits of Chile as well and also uh, Trinidad uh, Antigua Set Kits and Nevis 
Uh, I think I went to Puerto Rico, and I went up to Toronto and North Bay in Ontario, in Canada, uh, New York, and Iceland. All very different countries with different experiences, I must admit. So when Lewis told me that he couldn't accompany me on my trip, I said, fair enough, I will plan accordingly. And the first country I really got to where I had to go on my own was Bolivia in South America. So I arrived from Bolivia through the Salt Flats um, and then across Lake Titicaca. And I actually met a group on the tour from the Salt Flats, which included a border crossing into Bolivia through to La Paz. And it was a mixed group of friends. They were a mix of Australians and English and... Um, Polish as well so I managed to kind of like go along with them for a bit um, but not exclusively I had my own ideas of where I wanted to go so when you travel solo one of the great advantages is you can actually decide whether to attach yourself to a group for a week or you can just go and do yourself um, some solo travelling and be yourself uh, with no qualms no rules nothing to hold you back so that's one of the advantages of going solo and you can obviously decide to go to a calf or to do a tour or to do nothing as you wish. And um, there's no one there telling you we should go here, we've got enough time, etc, etc. So yeah, I attached myself to that group and I managed to go to La Paz and meet up with uh, some other friends who are newer there as well. And we managed to do some tours like Death Road and um, see La Paz for all it has to offer. And I become pretty good friends with this group, this Australian group, and we went to Sucre as well um, and saw some sites there. But we were departing separate ways when we got to Potosi. I was there for a bit with them. And after that, I was going to Peru to fly out to Trinidad with Lewis, where I was going to meet back up with him. But then... As I got to the Caribbean, I was purely on my own. So when I got to the Caribbean, um, Lewis had to fly home. He almost missed his flight. It's that classic, oh, it's midnight, my flight. Yeah, but it's that midnight now or the day after. You need to double check. And Lewis thought it was the day after, but actually it was the, the, the day we're in. Um, so he had to get a move on and get out of uh, Trinidad. Um, so there from, from Trinidad, I went to Antigua. And I was on my own in Antigua for 10 days. And it was the first time that I felt like a minority. Um, so when you go to Antigua, the cruise ship comes in mostly and it's you know the classic Western tourists stay on the cruise ship and don't go out of the duty-free zone. But for me, I was there to, to see the island. So I booked a car out and a hotel, the cheapest hotel I could find. And I decided to drive around the island just to take off as many places as possible. And I think the locals were a bit surprised that I was kind of like just doing this. I think they're just used to tourists just kind of sticking to their own little bubbles. I mean, what is that traveling? I mean, it's not for me. So when I, for example, would go in to get lunch in the, in town, um, into St. John's, the capital, I would be pretty much the only guy, white guy traveling around in town with a car. And I think they it took them a bit used to get used to because I was just there on my own. Um, but I enjoyed it. I was like trying to interact with as many people as possible. I 
picked off different areas of the island that I want to see. And the great thing about Antigua is every beach is public. So no matter if there is a massive hotel there, you can request to go to the beach. So I knew Sandals, that grim chain where you can get married. Um, they had a great beach. Uh, I think it's off Dixon Bay in Antigua. And it's got like palm trees and all that sort of stuff. And I said, I'll kind of just go to the beach and, and they let you through. And yeah, I just spent a day there and I spent to a different beach. It's got 365 beaches in Antigua. So if you want a beach, you should definitely go there. But the local beach near my hotel had no one on it. It wasn't um, high season. It was the sort of shoulder of the rainy season. So some days are rainy, some days not. But literally no one on the beach. I was on my own. Um, pretty weird, really. So done a few hikes, um, got around to different bits of beaches. And yeah, the hotel stay was interesting. I had accompanying me a missionary group from the US. So a little story here was that I was sitting at some breakfast and the head lady comes through, can't remember her name. And their job was to enlighten the locals to obviously get the Bible out and believe in God. And the way they do this is the girls and the and the boys were separated. Great start. And the girls would be involved in dance classes and they would teach dance to the locals and then the guys would go off and teach baseball to the locals and she comes through and she says oh hello and blah 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 what's your name James I said oh yeah nice to meet you and she's like oh are you here as part of a mission group I was like no 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 I'm just here traveling on my own she goes oh, oh wow 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 where have you been I said oh I kind of like had a bit of a long trip but reeled off some places I said, oh, yeah, I lived in Australia for a year. She goes, oh, I can't stand Australia. I said, oh, why is that? She goes, oh, we, we tried to go there as a group, as a missionary group, and they didn't like us and they wanted us to leave. And I said, right, okay, that's their belief, that's fine. She goes, well, it's not because they're wrong. I was like, oh, I don't want to get into an argument. But yeah, fair enough, that's what you think. But I, I put on record here and I said to her, that I said, Australia is the best country in the world to bring your kids up. And she wouldn't agree with me. And I said, no. It's got that carefree lifestyle. It's hot. It's got a beach lifestyle. It's a great economy, um, great schooling system, etc., etc. And I think it's one of the best places to live in the world. And she couldn't get her head around it. And then obviously it brings the obvious question: whether I believed in God. And I said, oh, I don't. You know, I'm I'm an atheist. And she went, Oh no! I've, I was an atheist once. I went, Oh yeah. She goes, Then, then, you know what? I gave up trying to trying to avoid the obvious and I got into God. I was like, oh, okay. She goes, all these people that are atheists are just giving up. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Anyway, she hands me a Bible and says, I'll just read this and just see how you get on. So straight away, I was like, okay, yeah. So the first page, um, I was like, oh, so God created uh, the world, the universe, whatever, in seven days. Quick, quick, quick going. So like Ricky Gervais style. She went, no, 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 no. Fast forward. That's a bit... Bit hard to read that bit. Just go forward and start from here. I was like, ah, oh, if you want to skip the most important parts. I said, no, no, I'm not interested. Anyway, she kind of laughed at me and we kind of got on all right. And then further down the line, I was in the hotel and the dance competition for the girls was at the hotel. So the <laughs> locals would come along. And I thought, Do you know what? I'll show them a support. I'll just sit there and watch and, you know, talk to the locals and talk to the guys that were teaching us stuff and the locals were sitting there and I think they're from down the road and they said, oh, are you part of the group? I said, oh, nah, 
just here on my own, just just here to support you guys, you know. And oh right, okay. But you're Christian, right? I went, nah, nah, I'm not. And they like sort of like laughed their heads off. There's like three old like middle aged women with their kids there, and they're laughing. They're like, hee, no way, no way. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm not. They went, but you do at least believe in God, don't you? I went, nah. As soon as you're dead, you're six feet under, and that's it. And they just cracked up laughing at me and couldn't believe it. And I said, oh well. We'll pray for you, we'll pray for you. I said, oh, yeah, 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 thank you, whatever. So that was my Antigua experience. Um, despite seeing all the idyllic beaches and and sites and uh, the hikes that I was doing, yeah, I've got a bit of, bit of missionary group action there as well. Um, I think that's a one-off. It's not obvious there. It doesn't happen all the time, but that was my experience. And then I went on a bit of an island hopping tour. I went to set kits in Nevis. I have no idea why I chose to go there. And I went to set Kits Nevis and stayed into this guest house. But I didn't book a car. And I quickly found out that in set Kits you need a car. But luck would have it. I bumped into Bobby Hazel. People going, who's Bobby Hazel? Yeah, same question as me when I first met him. You know that time when you meet people and... This is classic footballers as well. You say, oh, I'm James. Oh, yeah, I'm Bobby. He's like, oh, do you like football? I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sport Ipswich. And uh, I guess, he goes, oh, yeah. I, just, I played at Portman Road a few times. I went, hang on a minute, what? What, as a kid, as a mascot? He went, nah, 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 I used to play there back in the day. And you kind of feel like, oh, what's he talking about? Is he just trying to mug me off here? I said, oh, yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, I, uh, I used to play for QPR back in the day. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Bobby, Bobby Hazel. I'm like, I'm sorry, Bobby. I, I do believe you, but I don't know you that well. He goes, not not a problem. I've got to go, but I'll catch you in the, in the guest house soon. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, went, he wanders off. Now, I've got a QPR friend, Mr. Ian Arnold. And I thought, do you know what? If someone's going to know a QPR legend or even an ex-player, it's going to be Ian Arnold. So I got on Facebook message and said, oh, I don't suppose you know someone called Bobby Hazel, do you? At least play for QPR. He goes, yeah. QPR legend scored in the uh, FA Cup final in the is it, I can't remember if it was late 70s or early 80s against against Spurs I went really okay, I just bumped into him at a guest house he's like yeah yeah he's an absolute legend down at Loftus Road I went oh bloody hell so when Bobby came back um, yeah I sort of like got to know him and he had a car and he, was going, he had a family wedding on the island and he said do you want to come and go for a ride like on the island for a few days uh, we can go to a few beaches have a few beers I'm like yeah yeah absolutely so he took me around the island to set kits and he said he's got family that are rooted here and yeah we travelled around and had a few beers on the beaches and this is the sort of thing I mean when you travel solo that you can just like say yeah yeah you hop in you, you barely know the guy but um, you kind of trust your instincts right about is he okay yeah I'm sure he is you take a little risk and you know I got to Talk to Bobby about his footballing history and his career and the places and the people that I want to ask questions about, like, oh, this footballer, what about him? And he told me some stories and uh, I don't want to put them on, on record, but that was what happened set kits. And um, yeah, I hope Bobby is doing all right. He's a good lad, a huge lad. He's a, he's a big guy, but um, yeah, that was an interesting meet. And then I flew to Puerto Rico. And at Puerto Rico... It was a real strange time. Um, so many weird things happened. Um, for example, so I was on my own, booked into a hostel in San Juan, the capital. And my idea there was just to see the island. And it was the cheapest place to get to 
North America out of the Caribbean because technically, if you go to US, it's internal. And even Canada's US is really cheap. So I thought it's the easiest way to get to Toronto from the Caribbean. But, you know, I'll check it out. It's got a fort there. It's got this cool like Spanish history there. These little rum bars like Danny's like cobbled streets. And I thought, oh, it'd be cool to check it out. So I check into this hostel. No one here. And it's absolutely pissing down with rain. So I thought, fair enough, I'll just um, go for a bit of food and I'll just have a sort of like a relaxed one. So I come back to the hostel dorm. I'm sitting there, it's pissing down with rain. And bang, the door goes. Hostel dorm. And I think someone checked in earlier, but obviously I didn't see them. And she, this, this girl comes bursting to my room. She is absolutely soaked. She's crying her eyes out. I'm like, uh, what's going on here then? I was like, uh, yeah, I'm James. I don't remember her name. She goes, yeah, I had, a, had an awful time. I said, oh, really? What's happened? She goes, oh, I'm on spring break and my friends sort of come over here with me. And she said, oh, you know, let's all go together with your boyfriends. Like, oh, okay, fair enough. So uh, I don't think it was spring break, actually. It must have been like a, a break in, in university. But anyway all this hell in the summer but she comes in she goes yeah yeah we'll we kind of checked into this hotel and we all went out for dinner it's like right right and then she goes i actually stayed out to meet another friend i was like right okay and then those two went back to the hotel and i said i'll meet him later it's like cool fair enough she goes got back to the hotel and walked into the room and yeah i found them having sex together i was like oh bloody hell she goes that's my best friend and my boyfriend i was like uh she goes, I'm devastated. I can't believe it. I think they've been lying all along. I think they've been in it for ages. She's been cheating on me. What do I do? She's in hysterics. I'm like, oh my God. So that was a, kind of the first introduction to Puerto Rico. And I think I was then planning to go out for dinner. I said, look, do you want to dry up? Get some clothes on that are dry. And we can just go for like some dinner and a coffee and just talk about it, whatever, whatever you want to do. She goes, yeah, 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 okay. So she starts telling me the stories about now she's thinking back and she feels a bit stupid and all this sort of stuff. So I'm trying to calm her down at this restaurant. And lo and behold, the couple actually walked past holding hands and she went storming out of the restaurant and chased after them. So, oh God, what am I got myself into here? Anyway, I sort of went out and tried to calm it down and I said, I'll just leave them and go back. And so that was my introduction to the ho- to my first hostel in Puerto Rico. Next day, some American lads checked in and another lady checked into the hostel. So there's like four or five of us here and there's this really strange Irish guy popped in. He's a lawyer, but he was absolutely boozed up all the time. And this lawyer was on the phone giving advice to, I guess, his junior barrister, I don't really know, back in Ireland, saying, yeah, you should do this. Oh, don't worry about this. And this guy was just saying, yeah, he's makes a living out of common criminals because they'd always steal or do whatever and they come in it's easy money they can't afford a lawyer I go in represent them they lose the case and I get some money I just can't believe it and this guy was constantly boozed up and it's just like weird dynamic and this group of us went out for a night out and we checked out San Juan in the day saw the sights went out to some rum bars uh, and some tequila bars in the evening and went to a few nightclubs and we're dancing away it's just all this stuff going on and these american lads were funny they were pretty brash but they kind of liked having a british guy with them and they're just ripping the piss out of each other a little bit but yeah that was a pretty weird dynamic and 
a cracking night out and they checked out the next day and they just, yeah had a great time with them I don't remember any of their names I just remember I had a night out a day with them seeing the uh, seeing the sights of Puerto Rico so that's my Puerto Rico experience and then I was traveling solo to Toronto and Toronto is a big city so I checked into a hostel and a tour of Niagara Falls and when you travel solo like things can go wrong so I didn't realize that there was probably some event going on and I couldn't book a bus for love no money or even a train to New York my next stop and I was stuck I was like oh my god I'm stuck I can't get out of Toronto Uh, all accommodations getting booked up there's no hostels left I was like oh my god but luckily my friend Alex from Bangkok said oh just come to North Bay for the weekend until this festival weather was over and then you should be able to go and go to New York so oh great she come pick me up we had a great catch up and she invited me to a wedding that she was going to at the weekend and she gave me somewhere to stay and that was a big relief so those sort of like connections you meet early on in the trip and that was like probably nearly almost a year and three quarters ago that I met her and me and Mike had a great time in Bangkok with her and her friend Steph and yeah, she bailed me out on that weekend. So I got to see a, a town called North Bay in Ontario. It's really small. It's one of those towns everyone knows each other. Went on a night out, went to a wedding. Everyone knows each other. A bit strange, but had a great time there. So traveling solo for me was meeting so many different people. I kind of picked and choose whether to stay with some people, whether, whether or not. I could book where I want to go. No real time constraints, maybe a, a finance constraint, but... Yeah, I had a rough idea what I wanted to do. I got stuck. Someone bailed me out. Um, so there's no thing, no, nothing really to panic about here. So I would highly recommend going solo. And New York, for me, is such a huge city. And there's so many things to do that you never get bored there. You can do like one thing after another each day. And I spent, I think I spent eight days there just seeing all the sights. Um, but the, the cons of soloing is... For my time in New York, I spent eight days. I didn't really meet many people there, if any. And I saw a good friend, Mitch, who I went to school with um, for like a breakfast, I think it was. But I did find myself a little bit lonely in New York. And that idea of being a huge city, there's only so many days you can just do a tourist attraction, go for coffee, get food, repeat be on the phone a little bit trying to catch up there's only so much you can do with that and I feel like when you're traveling solo in some like Southeast Asia like there's this one hostel after another you meet so many people whereas I'm like New York could be I guess pretty lonely but love my time there um so the, yeah the cons would be that you can feel a bit lonely but it, it depends on yourself like you can always learn something new about yourself when you're traveling solo it's only positivity so you have a go with new friends, meet new friends, or you just go alone. It's it's that choice and that freedom to do what you want. You cannot underestimate that. And I feel like if that is stopping you from traveling solo, nah, get out there. Um, Book roughly what you want to do, but don't book too much. Um, Have a little bit of freedom, no time constraints, and just research places you want to go to. Do some due diligence on the place that you're going to. Um, Don't read too much into it because people can make it sound scary than it really is. And for me, being a male, soloing was okay. Female solo traveling is, I guess, a little bit different. 
I met some people in India who were traveling solo and Rachel on the last podcast episode was explaining that, you know, I think a couple of the bad things happened that were not ideal, but I guess the ignorance of youth, you just get through it and you just plan ahead. And again, I think on the whole, it's okay, but I can't really speak for as a female. So, um, just do your research, um, on places that you want to go to. And I think you're absolutely fine. I met loads of female travelers in different parts of the world and they seem to be getting on great. And I love their independence. Like they'd be with, like with our group for like maybe two days and they're off again. So that was brilliant. I found that absolutely awesome. So I don't think there's anything to threat, but with settling on your own, um, I want to have a plan B, but just kind of be aware that things can potentially go wrong. Um, and always have like ideas of where to go next or who to contact if you know anyone in the area. So the flip side of this is traveling with friends or partner. Um, great fun, I must admit. Some of the sporting events I've been to, um, me and Mike in our six-month trip in Southeast Asia. I went with uh, friends Scott and Stuart in India for three months. Uh, you can only have like kind of good times and I think the most important thing when you travel with friends or partner is you're going to find out some pretty in-depth stuff about them and for me I'm quite relaxed Mike and I we booked our trip together not really knowing each other from uni we were in the same class and probably played in like the guitar together a few times but not really knowing each other that well but as luck would have it pretty chilled never really got annoyed Apart from either when we're hangry or we played intense games of shithead. We played shithead so much. Like any break in either travel, waiting to check into a hostel, a flight, get the cars out and just get shithead on the go. Um, got to the point where we just came like absolute experts at it and any new rules like nah, we're sticking to our rules. So we threw ourselves into loads of situations. I think as you know, we met so many people on our trip. And we were never like, no, you can't join us. Um, we met Jack and Lara in Southeast Asia and they joined us for probably around six, seven weeks. And obviously they, they like traveling with us and it was a good dynamic of having like a, a chilled, but obviously a purpose and where we want to go and what to do. Also, you've got to understand that you both have probably different ideas of what you want to do. And I think it needs to be made clear that if, one of you wants to go separate ways for a week to go somewhere that maybe you're not interested in. That's absolutely fine. And you've got to have that flexibility. Um, like traveling with me and Emma, we have kind of traveled the last two or three years and we've kind of like agreed places that we want to tick off. Like she's not done all the activities that I've done, but we've stuck together and it's been like pretty good fun. And it's like these memories that last forever, right? Get the photo, out, get the photos out, get the camera out document it you can't beat it and we were also never like adverse to people joining us for like a few days and we met quite a few couples on the trip if you're with a, a girlfriend or boyfriend and you're on a trip you're more than likely to kind of like stick to couples and that kind of complements the dynamic i know jack and lara joined mike and i and there's a guy called johnny as well and there's a few of us showing around um, they were the only couple but for example, they went for a week somewhere to celebrate Jack's birthday that was already pre-booked and we met up with them afterwards. So you get all those type of um, niches when you're traveling. And I think when you travel with friends 
and with a partner. You can just recall things that you don't remember. So Emma would like, oh yeah, I wrote that down for January 27th, 2018. I'm like, well, where do we go? She's like, oh, I went to this cafe. like, oh yeah, I remember that. So you have those sort of things where it jogs the memory and it's like, oh yeah, they're great times. And when you travel with friends to sporting events, I I think there's so much shit that happens. Like you just drink a lot, you party a lot, um, you sing a lot, uh, hung over a lot. I think those sort of things get you in that space where you're kind of a bit vulnerable and you, you create those stories that last forever and you can't really beat it. So that's my experiences with traveling with friends or a partner. And I really don't want people to stop traveling if that means going on their own. You can always book a tour, um, a classic thing that people do when STA were kind of still in business. A lot of people who are traveling solo book onto those kind of like pre-approved, pre-thought out plans. So that could be like a three three or four week um, experience in any part of the world. So for example, me and Mike, I know we're together, but we've done the Q experience. And I know a lot of people who travel on their own on the Q experience, book that in for three weeks and you make like friends forever, lifetime friends. So there is that option if you're traveling solo. And I think solo has loads of flexibilities in terms of flights, where to go next and what to do. So to summarize, get out there. Um, don't let, don't think that you'll be bored or you'll be too lonely if you're traveling solo. You're always going to meet people on these routes. Um, even if you don't meet people, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. It can only be positive. So keep that in mind. Be flexible. Get yourself out there. Get yourself vulnerable to meeting people and maybe joining along for a ride for a couple of weeks. And you just won't regret it. You really won't regret it. Um, I have as much fun recording my times with Mike or with Emma as well as I do with being on my own. Um, even though they're completely different experiences. So that's my podcast today and I'm going to finish obviously with a couple of quotes but before I get to the quotes uh, thank you for the feedback Uh, please visit jameshammond.org I upload all my newsletters and my podcasts on the website and at the minute podcasts are available on Spotify and Google and Spreaker etc I think it's going to be Apple and potentially Amazon in the next few weeks I'm still waiting to hear back from that and also I would love you to get in contact on my Instagram page, James Hammond Travel. I'm trying to keep all my travel stuff linked to that page only. So if you're following me personally, please get onto that page because I'm going to transition different types of posts and, and creations and stuff to the travel page because I want the other page to become a bit more personalized. So just keep that in mind. And I look forward to the next podcast, which will be with Anjuman Aurora, um, my good friend here in Vancouver. Um, we actually recorded it yesterday. So looking forward to getting that out there and i'm going to leave you a few quotes so my first quote is jessica Hull. she's one of the like leading most inspiring entrepreneurs by the even standard in the uk and she says this just consider the possibility that the biggest obstacle between where you are now and where you want to get to is your opinion of how possible that is for you The reason I'm giving that quote is because at the minute I'm trying to read and listen to a lot about trying to set my own business up. Um, I don't want to do these office jobs forever. 
I want to do my own thing. I'm interested in which is travel. How do I get there? How to improve myself in terms of being a creator and being a writer, being a podcaster, being trying to write music, etc., etc. So I'm reading all these books and I think that's a great quote from someone who's obviously started really well in, in their entrepreneurial life. So that's great. And I've got one last quote, which is a travel quote, of course, from a blog and author named Rachel Walchin, who says, if we were meant to stay in one place, we'd have roots instead of feet. Yeah, great quote that. Life is not meant to be lived in one place. That's a quote I've, I kind of like put on my pages and stuff because, especially if you're British, like the background is travel, isn't it? We always got boats and trying to get out there and see the world. So I think it's kind of in us to travel. And I understand some people are not interested in travel, but with that quote at the end there, just have a little think about that. Get out there, out of your comfort zone and try and see the world. So I have blabbed on a little bit too much there about solo and other ways of traveling. I hope you find that sort of helps you in some sort of way. Um, We're going to do some more guests in the next couple of weeks. I can't wait to share them with you. And anything else you want me to discuss on my own, uh, get in contact. I've got loads of stuff that I want to discuss, like countries and that sort of great fun stuff and some more stories. So thanks for listening. And I look forward to hearing from you. Ciao.